Hello and welcome back, podcast listeners. This is Easter's Podcast with Pastor Brandon and Pastor Steve. And today we welcome a new producer. Oh, yeah. Lynn Lilac, we're so thankful for your help making this podcast possible. We have so many loyal listeners, and uh, what a treat it is to get to um, send our voices out uh, into outer space and back again. And so, thanks. For we're just us. we're ramping up for Space Church. Space Church is a thing, and it's gonna it's gonna happen really soon. <laughs> Say, um, we do have, we have so many wonderful things going on at Easter Lutheran Church right now. We're we're in the midst of our our worship series, Better Together. It is Lent. Um, that is a very cool thing. Uh, but within our worship series, Better Together, a reminder, we have worship Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Easter on the Hill. It's Holden Evening Service. Uh, we'll have a guest speaker as, lo- as well as a pastor at each service. Also a cantor, so you don't have to worry about me singing. Um, <laughs> but then also you're invited to stay after worship and engage in discussion about what we're experiencing in worship. So that is very neat. And also, by now... Um, you may not have heard yet, but effective March 9th at Easter Lutheran Church, we have some new COVID guidelines that essentially say face masks are optional um, inside our buildings. And that includes, um, well, all of our ministry groups uh, includes worship. And at the same time, you're not required to remove your face mask. You, if you're more comfortable wearing a face mask, absolutely wear one. We're not going to pull it off your face. Uh, and we acknowledge everybody has different comfort and safety levels, uh, especially throughout this whole pandemic. Um, and so you can, you can keep wearing that face mask and know that you will not be judged or harassed. Um, but you will be welcome to do so. And and I have to also kind of lament, I'm going to miss the creative creativity of some people's face masks. Um, that being said, if you are going to wear a face mask, we recommend a KN95 or at least a paper surgical mask. Uh, and those paper masks are still available at both of our locations. So if you forget one, you can grab one when you come and join us for all these exciting events. Pastor Brandon, I have a question. Yes. <laughs> you said it's Lent. It is. I just cleaned the Lent out of my dryer trap. Is that correct? Oh, are you giving up Lent for Lent? <laughs> Wait, so what, it, what is Lent? Lent. Uh, oh, no. It, oh, uh, not Lent. Lent is the chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> what is Lent? Lent is, well, it's the 40, technically 47 days, but we don't count Sunday. 40 weekdays. Yeah, so 40 weekdays between Ash Wednesday and then Monday Thursday, all leading up to Easter Sunday. Mm. Uh, so it, it's this time that we observe of preparation. Um, and so we're, we're throughout the process, we're asking God to almost purify, refine us, take away all that is bad or evil or sinful in us, uh, put to death our sinful selves, an old way of living, so that we can be raised to new life with Jesus on Easter Sunday. It's some spiritual spring cleaning. Oh, that's great. I love that. Or a spiritual oil change. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know not all of our listeners are familiar with cleaning, but they should be. Hey, speaking of... Speaking, speaking of, of cleaning... Uh, Pastor Steve's uh, belly button. Uh, <laughs> We have, uh, in, in our worship series, Better Together, uh, today's story is from, or this weekend's story is from John chapter 13, and it's verses 1 through 17, and Pastor Steve, I forgot to ask you ahead of time, do we need to do any catching up to, to get us in the mood? 
Oh, yes, we do. What happened? So last week, uh, we were at Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. That's a sign. That is a big sign. That was chapter 11. We skipped over chapter 12. Well, that's spoiler, spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, we skipped chapter 12 because sometimes the liturgical season takes precedent over the reading through the narrative and it messes with our head because chapter 12 is the triumphal entry. Jesus enters in. So what happens is really interesting in chapter 12. So um, he raises Lazarus from the dead in chapter 11. The council gets all freaked out and says, we got to kill this guy. And then in chapter 12, Jesus goes back to Martha, Mary, and Lazarus's house. And Mary anoints Jesus' feet with really expensive oil. And then a crowd uh, gathers around the house and they get super excited about him. And they're like, Jesus, come on to town. And they start waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna, quoting Psalm 118. And, and in John's version of this story, the reason the crowd is there is because, did you hear about Lazarus? He raised Lazarus from the dead. And so then it tells us that the leaders were like, okay, not only do we need to kill Jesus, we need to kill Lazarus again. Because this is a this is trouble, because and the reason the leaders were so upset is because the Romans were threatening if you guys cause another riot, we're gonna squash you like a bug, mm-hmm. and so that's why they said it's better to sacrifice one guy, Jesus, than let the Romans kill everybody. So uh, that happened in chapter twelve, and then some Greeks came and said, hey, we want to see Jesus too. But that's another sermon. And then Jesus uh, has dinner with his friends, and that's where we are today. <laughs> that was a great summary. Um, I think that, you know, that would make a really funny T-shirt, too. Like, let's kill Lazarus Let's again. kill Lazarus again. <laughs> because uh, nothing like suppressing the truth yes, when God is on the loose. <laughs> All right. So check uh, Easter's store at easter.org slash store. <laughs> Uh, coming up real soon. Let's kill Lazarus again. Again. Uh, and <laughs> that catches us up. That was probably the best summary I've ever. <laughs> um, so now we're in, in chapter 13. Like you said, Pastor Steve, Jesus is gathered with his friends. Um, we we <laughs> in, in our reading for this worship is chapter 13, and it's verses 1 through 17. 17. Ooh, would you do us the honors? You betcha. That was my Minnesota version of yes. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper... Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all these things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. 
<laughs> Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and had returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but it is to fulfill the scripture. The one who ate my bread, and I've read too far. <laughs> We're going to stop there with the one who sent them. Yeah, yeah. Messengers are greater than, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. Hmm. And I would have stopped you, but I love, love this story. So, <laughs> well, in, um, so a timeline, this is really interesting to me, is John's gospel is a little different because this is actually before... The festival of the Passover. This is not a Passover. This is not the Last Supper. Yeah, this is the day of preparation for the Last Supper. Yeah. Um, and and it's really interesting to me, Pastor Steve, because, you know, while we were trying to figure out how to make our microphones work, we had a really long conversation about just w- what foot washing, like in general, what's going on here? And you bring us up to date with the cultural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's very foreign to us. It's an ancient culture. It was, you know, Mediterranean, tropical, it's hot, dusty. Everybody wore sandals. Their feet were exposed to dusty roads. Now, they kept the roads pretty clean in Jerusalem, but they're still, uh, like, from animal dirt. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they're still dirty and dusty. And so, kind of like in contemporary Japan, even today, there's a custom where you just take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. It's part of the... Like, you never go into a, a room with your shoes on. And so in this day, when you come into a house, there was always like a basin of water or something. And you just wash your feet. You know, it keeps the house clean. And everybody would wash their own feet. But a sign of both either hospitality or of wealth was to offer someone to wash your feet for you. And it was usually done by a servant. Mm-hmm. Or... Because there was a class system, yeah. um, sometimes you'd make your kids do it because kids were kind of servant class until they became adults. Agreed. You know? And so for Jesus to get up and wash the disciples' feet, like that was turning the tables upside down. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's controversial. And, uh, and I'll say, too, when um, in 2018, when we got to visit Nianso, Tanzania, the pastor's house had a, a basin of water out kind of at the entry point to the house. So I just naturally assumed that, you know, and washed my feet there. It turns out that was for the animals to drink. <laughs> um, They're like, why is this American washing his feet? You want to talk about making impression uh, and humiliating yourself. That's great. You just, you just talk to me. But, um, <laughs> 
but but this this is interesting because so their feet would have already been washed in yeah. Jesus. So they're actually they're they're seated for the supper, and so they're already washed. And then Jesus gets up and does it again. Yeah. So it's really interesting to me because we're kind of drawing this. Well, it's not so much about the hospitality piece. It's about something deeper, something more that even the disciples don't understand. Peter really, he doesn't get it. Uh, he usually doesn't get things the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, because this is a sign. This is one of the signs. And like most of the signs in John's gospel, it's, it's misunderstood. And Jesus has to explain it again. And when he explains it again, I'm still left with like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus always leaves you wanting a little more. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, but I, and I don't, I don't want to um, depart too much from where we're headed here, but I have to ask because um, verse 2 says, The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. The devil. That's kind of a fun uh, thing love, Lutherans love to talk about. Well, Martin Luther did for sure. Yeah, and it's a lowercase d, so it's not a name. Yeah, it's it's literally the word in Greek is diabolos, and it literally means slanderer. Hmm. And yeah, I mean the Jewish theology definitely had a personification of evil. Yeah, that was a trickster going around messing with everybody. Yeah, for sure. And this this is really again not to detract from where we're headed here, but. But here we go. That it's almost so. So without Judas Iscariot, would Jesus have been arrested and would that and mm. crucified? But I also don't want to say that evil has a purpose. Either. Oh right. I don't want to give evil that much credit because um, evil is still evil. Yeah. But we know where this is going, right? Yeah. Well, I one of the ways I think that you can get around that is that re- remember that you're you're reading a theological story. Mm-hmm. That the author of John has been talking about Judas throughout the entire gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's a masterful, like a symphony where, you know, or, or like watching Star Wars, where you have the, the Empire March theme that comes, weaves in and out all throughout. Go back and watch Star Wars and okay. listen to the music. John Williams is brilliant. And so what... what um, what the author of John is doing is he's talking about how the, it's this contrast of light and darkness, mm-hmm. right? Where all throughout, even even in the midst of the the chosen disciples, there's this thread of darkness that's at work, and and so it, it's it's not that God intended for evil to happen, but that. In, you know, in, in my understanding of God, that God creates the world in an open way and invites us into the way of God's love and life, which means we have the choices to make. Mm. And so there's always the invitation to do the opposite of God's love. Mm-hmm. And that's the destroyer and the deceiver. Yeah. And so Judas is being invited to betray Jesus. Mm. And uh, so life's full of choices. <laughs> well, and we can't deny that there's evil today, right? Oh, uh, no, uh, not at all. Turn on the news. Turn on the news. Right? Yeah. That there is, there's evil. Um, so, wonderful. End podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so this, this foot washing is about more than hospitality. You mentioned this, Pastor Steve, because I was listening. 
it's about God's love. Um, it's a sign of this love, love that it's unending, love that's never ceasing, love that's been there since the beginning of time and will be here long after we are. And so I'm left wondering, we have a challenge for you, podcast listeners. Um, is there any equivalent in our culture? Is there some sign of love in our culture that would be the equivalent to a love that is serving, that is giving, that is always present, that is unconditional, that's undeserved, and it's going to be there forever? That's kind of what's happening here. And I see Pastor Steve's wheels turning. Oh, man. Well, I just had this image, and, and I... I'll, there's people very dear to me that I'm thinking of specifically, but I'll think in more general terms so I don't embarrass anybody. But I just think of the the thousands of people in this world who have been called to a life of helping those who are not able to help themselves, mm. of those who are, are other-abled. Yeah. Um, like caregivers. that, that caregivers yeah. that can't mm. like like that cannot physically people human beings who cannot physically feed themselves yeah. or clean themselves, mm. but our beloved children of God that need another human being to actually provide those things yeah. like that would that to me is like the quintessential image of Jesus washing someone's feet. That's awesome. Um, I never thought of that, and that's beautiful. And I tell you what, podcast listeners, if you come up with a better idea, send it to me at pastorbrandon at easter.org, and we are going to treat you to a, a two-week-old cupcake. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a T-shirt that says, kill Lazarus again. <laughs> you know, we're a winner. Cupcake, we take care of you uh, here at Easter Lutheran Church. Uh, that's beautiful. And then Peter doesn't understand the sign. He, nope. And because I think we're kind of stuck with, well, what does it mean to be washed? Um, mm. That it's it's not. What does it mean to be washed clean? And so we look back at at what do we look back at? Well, you before we started recording, you told a beautiful thing from Caroline Lewis in her book on John about the man. Yes. Who was born blind? He was born blind, and that's in chapter. Nine. Nine. And the, the word wash that's used in today's story is this is only otherwise used in that story from uh, John 9, where the man washes in the pool of Siloam, and then he can see again. Because Jesus had just spit in the dirt, made mud, and put it on his eyeballs. Yeah. And the man has to wash himself. So isn't that interesting where the man is participating with mm-hmm. Jesus in his own mm-hmm. uh, uh wholeness, yeah. right? Being made whole. And, and to make it even more complicated, in John's gospel, being able to see doesn't always mean like sight with your eyeballs so much as sometimes it means like uh, see who Jesus is. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. The, those who said they could see God were blind because there's Jesus, God in the flesh, standing right in front of them. They don't see him. They don't. They, all they see is a sinner, yeah. lawbreaker. And, and in fact, they have him arrested. And they kill him. Yeah. Well, they have the Romans kill him. Yeah. They tried to stone him multiple times throughout the gospel, and he always slipped away yeah. because he really needed to be crucified in order to bring home the true message of yeah. his sacrifice. But. Second t-shirt. They tried to stone him. Check it out at easter.org. <laughs> Um, Jesus, that's proof that you shouldn't drink because Jesus never got stoned. <laughs> uh, that's another T-shirt, that's man. We got so many T-shirts. Oh my gosh, Pastor Megan's gonna be so glad. Oh. To to this podcast. So we need to jump ahead because uh, 
I've got too, too many commercials in here. But we end with um, this wonderful idea. Jesus uh, kind of later on, he's going to send the disciples to do the same thing, to wash people's feet, which, which uh, means to, to be his love, the embodiment of his love here on earth. That um, the, Caroline Lewis says the disciples need to begin to realize that Jesus is returning to the Father. As such, the ongoing revelation of God in the world, or making God known, will now be up to them. So the ongoing revelation of making God known will now be up to them. That means the ongoing, uh, revel- the, the job of making God known in this world is up to whom? Us. Us. We're the ones who get to make God known in this world. And Pastor Steve... The God that is to be known is the God that washes feet. Amen. That's a direct quote from you from earlier that I wrote down. It's not the God who dominates with power over. Uh, This is how we bring glory to God, is by washing feet, by loving one another as humble servants. Just remember this. God is fully revealed in a homeless rabbi who died on a cross and washed his disciples' feet. (laughs) Fourth t-shirt. Fourth t-shirt. <laughs> so we thank you so much, Easter people, for tuning in. And we'll see you at uh, our Wednesday evening worships and also Sunday worships. Uh, we're so thankful for you and for coming with us on this Lenten journey here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. <laughs>